What's up, everyone? This is the Motive Podcast. I'm your host, Shaden Bertinoli. I'm a licensed therapist. I have a private practice here in downtown Ogden, Utah, and uh, I'm excited to be here. This is a new journey for me, you know, speaking and doing this by myself. You know, I is a is a whole new ball game. I'm, I'm used to speaking with people every single hour of my life. It seems like, and I don't say that with any resentment, but I. So sitting here speaking to my my camera and watching my recording go across as I do it is an interesting thing. But I wanted to take a second and introduce a little bit more. I have, so I do have another, in my private practice, I have another therapist. His name's Steve Stringham. And uh, he's an amazing, amazing guy, great therapist. And uh, he sees people in the evenings and, and is also building building a caseload for his Wednesdays. And so if anybody out there that's Wanted to do therapy, but maybe need some evenings. Uh, there's also someone else that's available, and uh, happy to happy to help you. Uh, something else that I wanted to share about myself, you might not know, is I do. I also do. You know, sometimes like I call it business therapy, but I do. I do a lot of consulting for for companies, and and uh, I, I would call myself a mental performance coach. And where I take, I work with a lot of salespeople. I work with a lot of owners and a lot of um, you know people that are that are running businesses and helping to keep them, uh, with their, you know, get their mind right, keep their communication skills good, learn how to focus on relationships. And, and honestly, just look at the dynamics of their, of the relationships in their businesses and, uh, and help train them to do better. And uh, it's, it's something I really do love. So today I want to, I want to, uh, jump in and, and, uh, share a story with you. So a couple weeks ago, I, uh, I went to, so my, I have two sons, uh, Kobe and Justin, Kobe's my oldest and, and, uh, Kobe is, Kobe's just a big boy. Uh, he is a strong kid. He's just thick. And, uh, and so Kobe and Justin are in wrestling and I've loved the sport of wrestling. It teaches so many amazing skills, so many amazing principles really. And so we, we, uh, Kobe and Justin have been wrestling and, and, uh, Justin's picked it up a little bit easier than Kobe, but we've, uh, we go to this tournament a couple weeks ago and, you know, Kobe's only nine, but he, he, he's, he's got, he has some weight on him. And so it puts him into, into categories or in these, you know, in these weight classes with, with kids that have been wrestling for a lot longer. And I get nervous for him, you know, cause he's, he's just new. And so he's, he's not necessarily winning, but he's, uh, but he still shows up. And, uh, so a couple weeks ago, I, I really, you know, it was a Saturday morning and I was pretty tired. And, and to be honest, I, I didn't really want to go, but I obviously decided I, I wanted to support my kids. So I went and so I took Kobe and Justin to the wrestling meet and, and I'm down on the mat with Kobe as his, as his sideline coach, cause his other coaches were at other matches. And, and so I'm, I'm, he, he gets out there and, and you can tell this kid that he's wrestling is just good. You can tell he gets it. You can look at his form. You can see how he's even, you know, just, just the way that he started the match. And, and even before it began, you could tell. So in my head, I, I thought, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be tough. And, uh, and so Kobe, you can, you know, let me tell you a little bit more about Kobe. You know, I think Kobe, uh, he came to this world with a very powerful gift and that gift is, is kindness, um, he is honestly one of the most kind individuals I know, and I don't say that with exaggeration. He is truly kind, and if any of you that have met him, you you know that what I'm speaking is the truth. And so he doesn't have an offensive, like an offensive bone in his body. So for him to wrestle is is a little bit tricky because you do need to be 
offensive. You have to go on the offense. You, you don't, you can't just defend yourself the whole time. You have to initiate. And, um, and so there's, t- <laughs> there's times when, when Kobe's out on the, on the mat and, uh, the other kid just you can tell has this like killer instinct and Kobe's looking at him like smiling and, uh, it just kind of throws the other wrestler off cause Kobe just, he really doesn't know how to be mean. And, uh, and so he gets on the mat and I'm looking at Kobe going, Oh boy, like he can, he can tell that this kid's going to be good. And, and Kobe's a little bit nervous and, and the whistle blows and within seconds, this kid had Kobe on the ground. Yeah. So he took, he takes Kobe down and, and he's got Kobe on his belly and, uh, man, why did I tell this story? And Kobe's, he's laying there and, um, this kid's on his back, like just trying to mess with him and get him over on his back to pin him. And, and Kobe looks at me like, dad, what do I do? And it's powerless, right? It's a sport. I can't run on the mat and like (laughs) tell the kid to get off and say, okay, Kobe, next time do this. He's just in it, right? It's just like life. He's just in it. He's in the wrestle. And it's just him against this kid. And, uh, and so his, his beautiful eyes are looking at me and, and I have to let go, right? I had to let go and let him just wrestle. Well, each, each round was, I think, two minutes long. And for the remainder of that match, or for the remainder of that round, this kid attempted to roll my son over on his back to pin him. So he's pushing on him, pushing on him, and, and Kobe is not giving up. And he's and, and, and Kobe is trying to he's trying to get up on his hands and knees and, and this, as this kid just keeps pushing, he's pushing Kobe in this circle. And Kobe's left knee was like that pivot, the pivot point. And the kid just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and Kobe just kept trying. Well, the kid was pushing so much that it was burning Kobe's knee because his left knee was again stuck in the ground and but yeah, that's how co- strong Kobe is. This kid could not roll him over. And the, the, the round ends and the, and Kobe stands up and he looks at me and he has this, and if you don't know, if you know Kobe, he just looks at me with these huge, like this dad, like this look of dad, please help me. And, and he starts to cry. And one thing I love about wrestling is it, it takes it, 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 you see kids, you see these young kids cry and, and, and it's very scary for me when I see fathers and I see mothers even who tell their kids not to. And it's, they, they're, they're always trying, I see it often where they're trying to get their wrestler kid to, to stop crying. And so in between that, I got, to, I got to go out there and I, I looked him in the eyes and I said, but I'm so proud of you. And I said, don't quit. Don't quit. He's like, dad, my knee hurts. He's burning it. And I said, don't quit. You can do this and it's okay to cry. And I'm fighting back tears just watching him. And so what did he do? He got back down on the mat. And he started wrestling again. And within minutes, or not minutes, within seconds, the kid had done the same thing. He took Kobe down and again was trying to to pin him and was spinning him again. And Kobe didn't know what to do besides just fight. And he fought and he fought and he fought and he cried again. And then a third round, the same thing. And the match was over and the kid was happy. He, you know, the other kid won 
but my son had won too. He was proud of himself. He didn't have the form. He didn't have the technique. He didn't have hardly anything besides bravery, courage, effort, and a will to never quit. And it was neat because this kid's mom, the kid he wrestled, his mom, bless her heart, what a wonderful woman. She came down those stairs and she came to my son and she said, Co-, and she didn't know his name, but she looked at him and she, she grabbed him and said, you listen to me, listen to me. And he looked at her in the eyes and she said, my son has never, ever wrestled someone like you who would not quit. She said, my son is good. She said, my son's a really good wrestler and he pins every, almost everybody he wrestles. But he's, I've never seen him wrestle someone like you who refuses to quit. And she gave him this huge hug. And by, I'm, now I'm crying. And I don't know why I'm telling this story to all of you. I have some ideas, but it's definitely gone in a few different places than I was, than I was imagining. Because I think there's so much to learn from in this little story of an eight-year-old boy who refuses to quit. And while the world praises the win and the world praises the outcomes of our life and they, the world praises what we achieve, what really matters Right? What really matters, the outcomes of our life or the character of our life? Because in that moment, my son's character was, was on display, full display. And where that's going to take him in life is up to him. But all I know is it's going to take him to some really amazing places. And I've never been more proud in my life to be his father. Because heaven knows those things don't come from me. <laughs> and so I... As you're listening, I I guess as as you were listening or as you have listened, I I hope something is stirring in you. I hope it's maybe creating a little bit of perspective in your life of how often do you focus on the the outcomes of your life? How how often have you allowed the achievements or what you need to win define your worth, define who you are? How often have you been afraid to cry? after having given it all and fallen short. You know, I, we, we teach that incorrectly. We, we think that toughness is something that has to always be there and it doesn't. And in fact, I guess you could argue back right to what I just said of who was the toughest kid on the mat, the kid who won or the kid who persevered. You know, I have this, um, I have this uh, this topic comes up a lot where anxiety is, you know, someone wants to ask me about anxiety and what's, you know, they, they struggle with motivation. They struggle to just do the, the basic things in life sometimes or just, or even the, the bigger things too. And, and what happens is, is when we, when we hyper-focus on our, on our, on the outcomes that we want, on the grades that we want, on the, on the kids that we need to raise and the, the type of kid we, we're supposed to raise and, when we when we focus on those things, what happens is we it, it actually creates anxiety for the the effort that we need to put forth. The more that we the more that we just that, that we focus on those things, the effort the, the the possibility of failure 
begins to grow because, because the more, the more important we allow our outcome, the outcomes of our life to be, the more they begin to integrate themselves into who we are. And the fact of the matter is, is very little of what we do truly, truly is who we are, so to speak. I'm a therapist. I, I, I do therapy is a better way to say it. Um, people, people have careers, people have hobbies. They, they do whatever, whatever we're doing. Those are, those are great things. But the fact is, is if you failed at all of them, it doesn't take anything away from who you are. It doesn't take anything away from your worth. And in our society, we're inundated with, with that message that you are what you achieve. You are what you accomplish. And don't get me wrong, right? Accomplishing great things is, is, is awesome. It's great, but it has to be for the right reason and it has to be done in the right way. And so that in, I think as we, if you, if you're in any type of leadership or whoever, not even leadership, but whoever it is, it is in your life that you are influencing. If you're a teenager and you're listening to this by chance, you're influencing people. If you're a parent, I don't care, you know, doesn't matter how you teach somebody to achieve a goal and in what, in what, in what way you, you tell them to focus is extremely important. In other words, if you're going to require someone, if you're going to try to hold someone accountable to a very high outcome, a very high achievement, then you better be willing to put in the time to help them create the same type of process to get there, to, to help them create a process that is worthy, that would actually create that outcome. Um, for example, uh, there's, uh, Anytime, you know, if you want to lose 20 pounds, if that's an outcome that you want, if you just focus on that, it's, it, you're not going to really be enabled. You're, you're going to probably go on some crazy diet. You're just, you're just going to, that's all you're doing is focus, losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. And so the moment you lose weight, the, the scary part is, is you actually have already achieved your goal. And so your motivation could go down. But even if you had a number that was like, I want to lose 20 pounds, when you start losing weight, it's easy, it's easy to feel like it's really, really far away because it's all you're focusing on. And then you might burn out and, and relapse and just start eating again. So the, the best thing that can happen is, yeah, set the goal. If you want to set a goal to lose 20 pounds, great. But let's create a, let's create a process that, that you can then focus on that will get you there. And that becomes your focus. And it's almost like you can let go of the 20 pounds. You can let go of that goal knowing that if I do this, 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 and this, as consistently as I can, is the, the outcome will be this. So what's my focus? My focus is on the process. I, I talk about this all the time, that God teaches us more about the gospel. right? He teaches us the doctrine and principles of his gospel way more than he teaches us, so to speak, about the celestial kingdom or, or heaven. Heaven's great, right? Heaven's great, and we want to know that it's there, but what's what's really the the day in and day out grind of a focus, it's the process. It's the, it's the gospel in hopes that when we live it, it will create the outcome that we want. So going back to my, my son, I, I hope that all of you can, can take a moment and maybe think about your life and, and how it represents the same wrestle and which one are you? You know, are you, are you the one that has to win? Are you the one that's hiding behind your wins? Are you the one that's hiding behind an ability or hiding behind what looks like a strength? Or are you also, are you willing 
to go on the mat and let people see you in a way naked, right? In a way that's very, very vulnerable. The who who do you look up to more in life? People who get on the mat and get their butt kicked, but know that they've tried, right? Know that, that you know that you you can see the pain in their eyes, you can see the the fear, you can see you can see the the real human. Every single person watching that map, I watched I watched um, my son as he, as he came and walked up the bench or walked up the the bleachers to his seat. I saw many people looking at him, and I could tell that they were hoping that he would look back at them because I knew that they wanted to smile at him and tell him good job. And I guess my my plea to people is to know that every one of us is my son. Every one of us really, really struggles at something or some things. And that when we allow ourselves to show it, when we allow ourselves to be real with it, it invokes help. I, as soon as that round one was over, I was on that mat so fast because of because of the the beautiful human that I saw who was feeling alone in pain we're so disconnected in our world right now because we hide that we we we're high, all of us are, we we've we've attacked each other way too much we've hurt each other we we take we take insult i heard a quote the other day that said political correctness is nothing more than a manifestation of low self-esteem and i stand by that as well it's a it's a, it's such a powerful moment and a, and a, and, a, and it's it's really the only way for us to to heal in many many regards is to let go and allow people to see our humanity and it doesn't mean we have to flaunt it to everybody but how many loved ones do you have that don't know what you're actually going through because you you just can't let your guard down and how lonely is that for you. I'm just telling you it's time to stop. This world's too hard. There are too many more there it's just becoming too evil, too wicked to do this on your own. And it's it's fair to say a lot of the time when you're hiding, the first person you hide from is Christ. It feels righteous to try to fix it. Like I talked in my last podcast. If you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it. But it feels righteous to to think that you need to fix your stuff on your own. That it's that don't be a burden to anybody, and I'm here to tell you, don't stop. It doesn't work, or it might work, but you might accomplish it when you're when you're 70. And why not now? Let's get living, you know. Let's start living, and have joy now, rather than waiting till you think you've fixed yourself to have joy. Thanks everyone for listening. I I feel like it's a good place to stop. I have a. Please, if if, if there's any of this stuff touches you, it, it all goes back. It all goes back to, and if you want more help with it, get my course. I just lowered my prices. It's ninety nine dollars for a literally a five session course, basically that's that's going to help you understand yourself. And it's on MotiveAcademy.com. That's M O T Y V E Academy.com. Go check it out, and uh, I promise it'll it'll change your life. <laughs>